Vomiting Rainbows, episode number three. And in this episode, I think we do something very neat. We learn a little bit about Mike's tattoos. So Mike tells us a bit about one tattoo. Then we uh, go into a fun-loving story about Pam Huff and yeah. her lover. And, and the incredible web that was fun uh, on this crime. And it, it is, it's a caper of a lifetime, really. A lot of thought went into this. A lot of thought went into it. And then we go into something with a lot less thought, which is the uh, Hunter Riesler story. Yeah. And I, got, I share some uh, heartwarming stories about my grandma. Yep. Uh, and, and then we get deep, almost, almost uh, it's almost a psychiatry visit. Yeah, we did kind of cross over. It did seem like a therapy session. Yeah, it did, it did go <laughs> into that direction for a bit. Yeah. And then we end it with uh, Zachary Pinton. Right, man. It's uh, We Vomit Rainbows. Vomiting Rainbows. We're going to learn it at one point. Vomiting Rainbows, <laughs> episode three. Here you go. All right, we're rolling. We're rolling. Rolling. Doug is back from New York City. New York City. Is New that York like the, City. That's like the Pace Picante's. Uh, I, it's either pace or it's a chili. I can't remember. It's, right. it's, it's an older reference. I think our, our older uh, podcast listeners will go, oh, I remember that commercial from back in the day. Where, where's that Where's that salsa from? Yeah. New York City. It is, yeah, it is pace. I, I, I think chili because it's a bunch of cowboys sitting around a fire, and I always imagine if I was a cowboy, I'd be eating chili around a fire, not, uh, not, not salsa. Not <laughs> dip in salsa? Yeah, exactly. There's, there's nothing quite as manly as a bunch of cowboys sitting around going, can you pass the Fritos? Yeah, exactly. Come on, man. Come on. Yeah, so. How was the Big Apple, man? What were you doing? Uh, I was just chilling. Yeah. Nothing, nothing, nothing super exciting, just having a bunch of fun. Now, do you have like your go-to spots when you uh, when you go to New York City? My brother lived there for several years, and I used to do the, like these weekend getaways. JetBlue, you could fly to New York into JFK for like eighty dollars, right? And I would go there uh, probably twice a month. I mean, I'd oh go there God. a lot, but I, we always did the same thing. We always went to like McSurley's during the day, right? And drank like the light or the dark beer, and then we just went and there and like it was still kind of you know it wasn't as nice as it is now. Uh, you know, every six months, every major city in America, it's cleaner and cleaner and cleaner. So we would just try to go to like the dirtiest places. Right. And, uh, and we just kind of go to the same places over and over again. So I basically had the same weekend. Over you know, 30 and times. Over. It was, it was Groundhog Day for you. Pr- pretty every much, single yeah. time you went back to New York. <laughs> exactly. Oh, wait, now it's winter. Yeah, wait, it's snowing out, but I'm still at McSurley's, huh? Whatever. It's just a different ambiance outside of McSurley's bar. Yeah, pretty much. That yeah. was it. You know, All right, that, cool. That was it. Yeah, no, the whole whole thing that I do when I go there, obviously, you know I'm in the bar business. Yeah. So I like to see what are the cool, hip, new spots. You know, I, I remember uh, this is in, this is like nine, in the 90s, early 90s. Uh, there, I don't even, the, Alphabet City, does that still exist? It, it does, yeah. Yeah, so, and it was pretty dicey back then, but it was the first time that I ever, um, uh, experienced like a pop-up bar. And there, I remember, it was, remember when Mad Cow Disease was like new? Yeah. No, and there was a there was a bar called the Mad Cow, and uh, and so what what the, what the bars did is that anytime there was kind of like a new like a Mad Cow thing or like a Flocka thing, like it'd be called Flocka, and they would change the name of the bar, right. the Theme of it, you know, probably like every six months. Right. And I was like, that's just, this is kind of cool, and that's the only thing I would notice different when I go to New York. I'd be like, wait, this was the Mad Cow. What? What is it now? now? It's called Flocka. Yeah, I know. But, you know, it's, but it's the same people, the same place. So right? It didn't matter. No, I I, I completely agree. I, I there are a lot of very seasonal bars because New York is so transient. Yeah. That it's uh, something that you will see in New York as well. I mean, New York, Miami as well. Yeah. Um, a bar would 
just reinvigorate the name or the brand or a different brand just to get tourists to go to a, a space that they think is new. Yeah. But it's really the place their mixer leaves from last time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they do that all the time. Yeah, I thought, I thought that was kind of a cool idea, but it's it's it, to me it kind of goes counter uh, of what you would expect from a bar. Like people like to go to the, the established places, the places that have been there for a long time because – you know, there's history there, and there's kind of like a credibility there, and there's things that that place becomes known for. Right. You know? What was McSurley's known for? Uh, you know, I, 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 it just being like, I think it's one of the oldest bars in America, right? Is it? Yeah, pretty sure. And I know that it only serves two beers, light and dark, and that uh, there's, there's like uh, no, no stools or anything at the bar. And, and the, the reason for that is that back in the day, like in the 1800s, 1700s even, um, you basically drank till you fell down. If you couldn't stand up, they wouldn't. You know, you had to leave. And um, and then what else is there? I mean, they, and there's ton, there's all this crazy like uh, they have like an original newspaper on the wall from when like Lincoln got assassinated. There's like and, tons of history in that bar. And it has the address, McSurley's. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, exactly. But it has like you know, it's 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 a pretty neat place. If you're ever in New York City, I, I recommend it. You know, it's it's definitely it's probably not like a like a cool place to go, but it's a lot of history and you know they they, have, they serve they serve only two beers so. And not a lot a, of options, but not a lot of options. But the best options, yeah. But the bar is like original. It's like falling apart, you know. But it's it's like a, it's like a historic place. It's pretty cool. It, it makes me think think a little bit of like CBGB. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been to CBGB when it was when it was there. I, that that was one that I had I had gone to as well. Yeah, and then and, it closed, and and now I don't know. It's like a Starbucks or something like yeah. that. Now I think it's just like a t shirt shop. Yeah, <laughs> I, I heard it's something like that. I. That was one of the items on my list that I wanted to do. I just didn't get around to it. Yeah. So I wanted to go take a picture outside and, like, pointing it at the sign. CBGB. Yeah, have one and of it's, those. like, nothing now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so I want to I I kick this off with a new section uh, of our show. Yeah. Which I'm going to say is getting to know Mike's tattoos. Oh, man. It's pretty pretty exciting. Yeah. And I I the the reason that I think this is so poignant and I may be remembering this wrong cuz you and I have known each other for long time. Long long time. But we were at a party when you lived in uh over by that touristy area. Oh yeah, down uh, down near the wharf. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, right by the wharf. Technically it was North Beach, but yeah, it was basically Fisherman's It was the wharf. wharf. I mean, if it was North Beach, it was on the It was on the edge. On the very edge. <laughs> literally the street before the wharf. You know, and a lot of people diss the wharf in San Francisco. It, it was a great place to live. And the reason I loved it so much is because uh I always felt like I was on vacation because so many people from other countries and stuff, that's where they go. You right. know what I mean? And and so you know, when you go hang out there and hang out at the kind of the, the places that were around, like you'd meet people from Germany, you'd meet people from Japan, you'd meet people from everywhere but San Francisco. Right. And uh, so it was just always cool. Cause and I always, you were tired of the people from San yeah, Francisco. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, like, eh, whatever. All they're going to do is complain about parking and, you know, the Giants losing. All, you know, I'm tired of hearing about that. I want to hear about people that are stoked to be here. And, and, uh, you, and you had your best friends at the, at the T-shirt shop downstairs. That's right. Yeah, that was a good time, man. That was definitely a lot of fun. So go on. I'm sorry. To All right. So, um, so you have that the tattoo. Well, first of all, the story that I was saying is while you were at that at, when we were at that party in North Beach, um, you, I had asked you once what inspired you to get all your tattoos. Yeah, yeah. And and you had told me that uh, your high school sweetheart, who you eventually married, yeah. Um, was the one that really kind of drove you to get the tattoos? Um, 
Um, I don't know about that. I mean, I you know, I, I actually had some tattoos uh, before we kind of seriously got together. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, I've just always been a fan of body art. I've always been a fan of of, uh, of tattoos. I, you know, I, I think it's kind of one of those things where, like, you know, when I was a kid, you know, probably growing up 13, 14, you know, maybe even a little bit younger, like, I, you'd see people with tattoos, and you'd be like, oh, that's so cool. Like, someday I'm going to get a tattoo. Um, and I kind of think you're either drawn to them or you're not. You know, I, I don't think there's, I mean, that changes, I guess, over time. But, yeah, you know, I have a lot of tattoos now, and I, I think that I'm definitely more of a tattoo collector than, like, your average guy who gets maybe one or two tattoos. You know, I mean, if I had the time and the money, I'd be covered in tattoos. Well, you're going to have to keep getting them as we keep going in the podcast. Because <laughs> yeah. if we run out of tattoos, the segment has to keep going. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Been, so, why do you get this tattoo? Because we have to We have to keep talking about tattoos. Doug said I should get a Choco Cat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. So the tattoo that I'm refer that I'd like you to explain today is one that says 100 on it, and at the bottom it has a date of three one oh five. Yep, it actually says on the top banner says 100 nails. Oh, 100 nails. Yeah. Oh, now I know exactly. Yep, and, I missed uh, the nails. <laughs> there you go. And then that's actually the uh, birthday of my first kid. Oh wow! And so, uh, and and the reason why the the 100 nails is it's. It's kind of a long story, Doug. So uh, you know, sit down, make yourself comfortable, okay. pour yourself a cocktail. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a Coke Zero Cherry. There you go. I love Cherry Coke. Oh man. Um, so anyway, uh, you know, my kid was born on uh, March 1st, and as a new parent, you know, you're like, we literally brought the the kid home. My wife sat him down, you know, in this like little kind of kid carrier. Right. And the words out of her mouth right when we got home were, "Okay, now what do we do?" You know, because as many baby classes as you take and as much as you think you're prepared to be a parent, when you bring home another human being, there's nothing more frightening oh, in the entire world. It's like, oh, my God, like this is a person. Yeah, I've heard a couple of friends talk about uh, when they're given their child and they are told you can leave the hospital now. Yeah. They kind of look quizzically at them saying, are you we, sure? Are you, yeah. yeah. Are, a, are we? Yeah. Why, how can how can you let us leave <laughs> with a, a, a human being out of this out yeah. of this location? And you knew me, uh, Doug. Obviously, in two thousand five, you probably you know known me for at least over a decade at that yeah. point. I mean, at two thousand five, I was I was a little crazy here mm-hmm. than I am now. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I I thought maybe a police officer would come with us and kind of like escort you, know, you yeah. show you what to do. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, you know, you get your kid in, in your house and. You know, you're uh, you know, you're just having a having a child and and it's a big adjustment. But one of the things that's really interesting about about babies, especially newborn babies, is that there's something almost intuitive with how they uh, communicate. And and really, it's it's through different types of crying, you know, And, and it sounds really strange if you're not if you're not a parent. But if you are, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like there's like this intuitive tone that you just know, like, oh, the kid's hungry, the kid's irritated, the kid needs to be held. And even though they can't talk, they kind of communicate through the different cries. Well, the f- the 14th day that we had the baby, uh, <laughs> the child at home. The child. Um, and, and, our, and, and he was colicky, so that means they cry all the time. Right. Well, so the baby's crying all the time. He's not really sleeping, just crying, 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 crying. Well, on the 14th day, Doug, this kid was, cl- like, making the sound of just... The, just distress. I mean, like beyond distress, like, like, like an animal in pain. Like just like if you've ever, you know, just if you ever heard just like a howling of a hurt animal or like just a, in your gut, you knew like something is not right with this kid. And it, so we go in and 
uh, we had like a changing table, and I'm I'm looking at the I'm looking and uh, and there was blood coming out of uh, it's like belly button, like it's a umbilical oh cord. Oh right, and, like that is bad. Right, like, like and I'm like, dude, if this thing comes undone, like intestines yeah. are, you know, they're not supposed to be bleeding out of that. You know, no. so I'm like, we got to go to the emergency room. Like this is just this is crazy. I'd rather be safe. And, and, of course, <clears throat> and that seems like a pretty urgent situation to go to an emergency room. It's not like it was like the, a ton of blood, but right. still, you know, like it was it was bad. It, it, I'm it, just picturing blood just spewing all over the walls. And... <laughs> no, I mean, it was just, you know, you could just tell something wasn't right. And, you know, I, I would say is, you know, some parental advice, like, you know, when in doubt, get it checked out, man. Yeah. You know, that's a good slogan. That's right. <laughs> when it, that goes for a lot of different things. Like the rashes that you get. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not just parenting. But I don't know. Is that normal? <laughs> Have I, how long have I been wearing my underwear? Is that rash? Should that be there? But uh, anyway, we take it to the the emergency room, and um, and you know, obviously we're really concerned. And the, and the doctor takes this X ray of my child's stomach, and and she's like, "Oh my god!" And we're like, "What is it? What is it?" Because you know, they, they, maybe the intestines didn't uh, you know form right. Like it could be a million things that that are, aren't good. That maybe the baby needed to go into surgery. So the doctor's like you know, see, see this, this open space. And there's a huge, you know, small stomach, but like 80% of it's just kind of like this vacant space. And, right. and I'm like, that's where like all the intestines and stuff are supposed to be. And, and she's like, that's all air. Oh, wow. and, 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 um, and, and it, all, all the child's organs are getting kind of pushed, you know? Ooh. And I was like, Oh my God. And so this is kind of a quick conversation. So the baby, the, the doctor takes my kid, puts the rest of the baby like on her forearm, takes a Q-tip, Sticks the Q-tip in in his ass, and with that, the loudest fart I have ever heard in my life. <laughs> it was like, it was just super. I won't imitate it, but it was right. just imagine the loudest fart, and then multiply it by a hundred, and like shit flew out. Like oh, it was wow. crazy, and and I was like, oh my god, kind of sprayed all over the place, and I was like, oh my god, and immediately after that, the baby just falls asleep, like just complete relief, just out. <laughs> And I'm like, and, and it happened so fast. This is all a matter of, like, maybe 15 seconds. Right. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, whoa. Like, this is crazy. And the doctor looks at me and hands me, like, a whole set of Q-tips. And is like, you're going to need these in case it happens again. And then hands me the baby. And, like, that was the first time I was like, oh, my God. Like, I'm a parent. Like, it's the first time I ever felt like a dad. Right. You know? And I was like, oh, my God. I'm going to have to Q-tips in my kid's butt. <laughs> Like this is just something that the parents that, gotta do. Yeah, that's that's definitely love. Yeah. And I was like, wow, like this is crazy. And I'm gonna have to get like farted on and pooped on and everything. And I was like, Well, this is intense. And then the doctor looked at me and was like, uh, she goes, she goes, you know, have you ever got like a little bit of gas like in in your rib and like it kind of curls over and it, you know, if you ever if you ever had like gas in your stomach and stuff, it really it's really painful. It can be debilitating. Right. And she goes, you know, um, imagine that. She goes, but 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 like a hundred times worse. She's like, it'd be like if your kid ate a hundred nails and had oh, that pain wow. in the stomach, you know? And, and so, and so for whatever reason, probably cause I was covered in poop and the room smelled like a fart and I was holding my newborn baby. I should I, remember this forever. I was like 100 nails. Like I got to remember that. And, and what I basically did was I, what I realized was that, um, you know, here's my kid dealing with pain that would cripple any adult person. Right. And and the takeaway from that was that, you know, he's 14 days old and he handled that. And and what I realized was that at that moment, naturally, just as people like straight out the, the you know, day one, we're capable of dealing with a lot more than we think we can. Like if you asked me to eat 100 nails right now, I'd be like, I couldn't handle it. But the fact is I could because just naturally the, the way that we uh, that we come into the world, we're designed to deal with more than we think we can. 
And so I thought that would be a good reminder, especially when it comes just to not just to only to living life, but just especially to parenting, you know, like parenting this kid as he gets older and becomes an adult, you know, to, to, to know that I'm capable of more than I think I am. Like I can be more patient than I think I can. I can, I can be a better dad. You know what I mean? I can be a better person than I think I am. And I can deal with more stress than I think I can just because naturally I saw it. I mean, I saw a 14 year old or 14 year old, saw a 14 day old, you know, baby deal with more physical pain than most adults could ever imagine handling. That's that's I mean, that's a truly beautiful story. And and also your production company as well is called 100 Nails. That's right. Yeah. So. yeah. So I, I named my company about that. And, uh, you know, because, yeah, just kind of just uh, as a reminder to, uh, you know, of endurance, you know, it encompasses a lot of things. That's really cool. So, Doug, did I tell you that uh, tattoo story before? Never. Never? Never before. There you go, man. So this is informative for me. You, you picked a good tattoo. That's probably the, the best one I have a story for, though. Well, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure the other ones have some pretty good ones, but we'll yeah. we'll get to those as we go along with the podcast. There you go. But um, <laughs> so that's that's a, a great start to uh, to uh, getting to know Mike's tattoos. There you go, man. And there should be like a little, you know, like a theme song of some <laughs> sort. Yeah. <laughs> um, and again, I think that should that one should probably be with the xylophone. There you go. Well, yeah, I, I I like how you're starting to hear sound effects and theme songs. That's good. That's a good sign, Doug. Yeah, or, or they could just be rolling around in my head. But um, so I wanted to kind of frame this whole podcast around things that were just not hitting the news. Yeah. So a lot of like we've heard of a lot of the big things that have gone on. Like today, there was uh, American university uh in afghanistan that was uh attacked by they think isis soldiers and there's been a bunch of other things as well such as um a guy who stabbed two people in a complex from virginia Mm. and apparently he um made a a statement right before that alluded to the fact that he might be sympathetic to terrorists Mm. um but this story that we're going to start with is so convoluted. I've, it's just very, very bizarre. Um, so have you ever heard of Pam Hupp? Pam Hupp. I can't say that I've heard of Pam Hupp. Okay, so Pam Hupp uh, is a good friend of this woman named uh, Betsy uh, Faria. I don't know if you've heard of her either. So what, Bet- should, what should I know about Betsy and Pam? So, so Betsy was was murdered. Um, Betsy's uh, or Pam thought that it was Betsy's husband who mm. who did the crime. Well, um, hold on, I, I need to make a, a mental diagram. So Betsy and Pam are friends, right? Okay, Betsy gets murdered, correct? And Pam thinks it's Betsy's husband, correct? Okay. See, I, got so my, that, I got my strings and my tacks. Yeah. Going on the all right. Board. So, so now if that's on your vision board. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, um, and this all happens in Missouri. Okay. Um, Pam Hupp just got arrested for murder. She was arrested for murder. And what the local police say is a very convoluted plot to frame. Betsy's husband. Oh wow! Right. So 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 what they're saying? I thought you were going to do the zinger that Pam Hupp killed Betsy's husband in like a revenge murder. Right. That's where that's, I thought the story was going. But what you're saying is that Pam Hupp 
looks like killed her friend Betsy and tried to frame her husband. No. No. So. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Wait, there's another twist? There's another twist. So um, this, this woman, woman, Pam, says an intruder came into her house. Mm. Um, and she had to shoot the intruder until the gun stopped, just started clicking. So yeah. she shot him completely dead. Um, and she was trying to get away from this murderer, this person assaulting her in her house. This intruder. Now, did the intruder actually, like, hit her and, like, attack her? Or, or did she just break in the house and she just unloaded on him? Well, she says that the intruder was in a silver car, came up to her with a knife. Okay. Um, and she somehow got away. Yeah. And when she got away, she ran right to her front door and tried to shut it and lock it. Um, but the intruder aggressively came through the door somehow yes. uh, and then chased her. She went upstairs because she knew he w- that the intruder was coming through the door. Yeah. So she ran upstairs, went into her bedroom, got her gun. Yeah. And then when he came into the bedroom, she shot him dead. Okay. I mean, this sounds like, that sounds like self-defense to me. Right. Right. I mean, that sounds like something I could see happening. And, and, you know, I, I think that, that, like that kind of course of action would uh, most people would do? I mean, if some guys, if some guys attacking you with a knife near your car, and you have you you can get inside your house to get away. You try to do that, and then the dude knocks down your door, right. and you have to have a firearm at home. I mean, you know, this all seems kind of plausible. Yes. Um. So there's this other aspect as well, which you have to realize when um, Betsy pa- or passed or was deceased or killed, murdered. Um, her family did not inherit the money. Pam inherited the money How because Pam was a. Pam said that Betsy was afraid of Russ, her husband. Okay. And Pam and Betsy had become quite close. Got it. And was it like she, intimate, close, or just friendly, close? Well, that came out a little bit later. Oh, but, I'm jumping yeah. ahead. <laughs> Look at me, man. I'm a, I should be a detective. Yeah, you should be a detective. She actually turned out to be a lover mm. of Pam and Betsy turned out to be lovers. Now, was and, Betsy's husband in, involved in this at all? Was, no. Like, no, okay, okay, okay. Um, so that also adds a whole other dynamic to yeah. this love triangle, but also... Um, Pam or Betsy wrote a note that was found later that said uh, supposedly from Betsy's handwriting that said that Betsy was afraid Russ was going to hurt her. Okay, so what we have here, we have Pam and Betsy are friends slash lovers. Betsy gets murdered. Pam thinks it's the husband. Mm -hmm. We don't know if it is the husband. On a side tangent, Pam is getting attacked with a knife and ends up shooting some dude dead in her right. house. Okay, so we got a lot. We got, like... There are a lot of balls in the air at this yeah, point. Yeah, there's a lot of bodies laying around. It's... it's Is this is this on HBO? Is this show on HBO? <laughs> I, it, it does sound a little yeah. bit like making a murderer. Huh. Um, so she some somehow, um, I guess, was... I guess that uh, while they were together... Russ's mother passed away um, and left, or no, maybe not Russ's mother. Okay. One of their parents passed away. Got it. And left them a fortune. Got it. And that fortune now went to Pam. Pam. 
So and Russ has to be like, yo, what's up with that? Well, Russ oh. is now indicted for murder because they followed that path that the note said, which was Betsy yeah. said that Russ was guilty. Basically, that she was afraid of Russ. Of Russ. Now, did Russ hire this crazy dude that Pam shot dead in her house? Is that where we're going with this? So, that's the next thing. Am I right? Yes. Oh, my God. Do I win a prize? I'm like an oracle. You're you're stepping so far ahead. Hold on. And I have not even, uh, like, I I have not reading this story or anything. Uh, Yeah, just to be clear, I take all of these stories and I... Don't even tell Mike what I'm going to present to him and then kind of try and elicit responses. Yeah. But these responses are are very knowing. This is uh, this is I, this, I haven't been this exciting since I got one of those things out of like a stuffed animal out of one of those claw machines. Right. You know what I mean? This is awesome. Those So and that's a good feeling of joy because it it's almost impossible. It is. So she um, she inherited this money and the intruder who came to her house, who drove that silver car over with the knife, came into the house. Um, She had heard as he got out of the car, I want Russ's money, Mm. i.e., give me all the money that you got that was inherited. Yeah. Almost alluding that she was going to have to go to an ATM with him or yeah. somehow withdraw this money. This is in Missouri. They don't realize, like, you can't, like, withdraw a fortune. Right. There's limits on how much you can withdraw from an ATM. Like it's five to 800 yeah, yeah. a day. But <laughs> No, give me a... Okay, listen, bitch. Meet me here tomorrow, 24 hours from now, so I can get another 800 bucks. Right. Or else. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it was going to be a long, long time. But, yeah. Uh, so that's what she had heard when she ran into the house. Mm. Um, the other thing that, that, uh, went along with this is, so she runs, uh, she's running into the house. She's afraid of all of this stuff. By the way, Russ has been acquitted. He spent two years in jail, but was acquitted because they found no foundations for him committing the murder. Yeah. yeah. So Betsy, at this point, Betsy's murder is un- unsolved. unsolved. Yeah. Uh, and still remains unsolved. Oh, man. Um, and that's why... They, now, need, they need to get me on this case. Look how I'm figuring all this yeah, stuff you've out. Yeah, you've got this all <laughs> dialed down. I, I think you need, like, a, a monocle yeah. and some sort of Sherlock Holmes I need, hat. I need, and, I need, like, the guys in Missouri to call me up. I can, I'll solve this case, You've man. got this done. I'm ready to go. So, 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 so Russ is free at this point. Yeah, okay. he's free. Um, and he spent two years in jail, which two, he's got to have a little chip on his shoulder. He's, he's be probably upset. Yeah. So you can kind of see how this might look like he is coming to get revenge. Yeah. One small problem. The guy who, his name is Gumpenberger, who came to uh, accost her Pam's with, house. Yeah, the guy with a knife. Yeah. Um, Gumpenberger? Is Gumpenberger. Yes. Uh Gumpenberger is a um, mentally handicapped person. Oh, my God. Um, who is described as gullible and extremely nice. Also, another little side note is he can't drive. His mom has to take him everywhere. Wait a minute. His mom drove him to attack Pam? That's crazy. That's Is that what they're saying? No. Okay. There, there, there are some in, 
in, right. maybe it was inconsistency yeah, yeah. in the story. Um, the other thing is right before this incident had occurred, um, a woman not far from uh, Pam's house yeah. said that she was picked up by someone saying they were from Dateline doing stories on emergency 911 calls. And they wanted her to come with the, this random woman. Yeah, was wanted to come with the Nate with the Dateline reporter. And is this true? Yes. Oh my god, this is so random. It's so random. With that, she apparently got into the vehicle with the Dateline reporter. Yeah, uh, was promised a thousand dollars, and as they were driving down the street. Uh, the woman said, "Until you, I'm not going to go any further unless you give me credentials showing you, you, me you're from Dateline. Yeah. The reporter could not provide those credentials. Yeah. But she reported that incident to the police because it was so unnerving to her. Yeah, and I mean, that, happened- that, that, that almost sounds like the, whoever was in the car saying, like, it, he was a Dateline guy. He was speaking in slang. It was like, a she. It was a she? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Wow. That almost sounds like, like like there was like a different like maybe they're kind of she was trying to solicit like a prostitute it was like yeah I'm on Dateline I'll give you a thousand dollars yeah it's, to make sure they're not undercover you know what I mean like you, it, you know it like, was so suspicious sounding that she felt obligated to report it to the police yeah but, that sounds way suspicious man when <laughs> number one I I just I, you know I know I know there's a lot of ride sharing services now there's the Ubers the Lyfts people will get in anyone's car not thinking about it twice but it's a little suspect. <laughs> And someone's like, hi, I'm filming Dateline. We get in my car. We're doing a store in 911. Emergency 911. I'll give you a thousand bucks. You know, we're, like, like, what are they like, drive her out to the desert and be like, you've been abducted. Call 911. We want to film it. Like, you know, it's, that's it, pretty sketchy. It definitely obviously made the hair on the woman's hair, like, neck stand up yeah. because she went immediately back, called the police, reported the incident. Yeah. And it just so happens the woman as a security camera on the front of her house uh. and showed the video of that that incident occurring. Yeah. And guess whose car it was? Peg's? Pam. I mean, Pam? Yeah. Hold on. Let's do oh, who's dramatic. Peg? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ask me that again so it can be more dramatic. Peg Bundy. No, whose car was it? Let's do that again. Come on. Are, are we going to do it again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, dude, guess whose car it was? It was Pam. Oh, my God. Ah! You're so omniscient. <laughs> This is why I could never like like actually be a detective. If I start messing up names, I'd be like, "It was Peggy's car." Like, who's Peggy? Like, and then it, the person's confused, and then they're like, "Yeah, it's you, Barbara's you sister." Who's Betsy? What? What? You don't? <laughs> you don't? You don't know what you're talking about? Yeah, her husband Ron. I'm getting out of here. Yeah, her husband Ron. I mean Rush. Wait, what's his name? I want. I want a lawyer. <laughs> totally. So, it it turns out that this was a very very convoluted story that. Pam created, she shot a mentally handicapped person to apparently frame Russ. Yeah. It's, oh, my God. Yeah. So she got this guy to, like, basically, like, hey, c- come to my house, shot him. Mm-hmm. And the, so why, why did she need the, the Dateline check? Oh, that's confusing. Yeah. We're not uh, in any of this. They, they can't re- 
they can't really put together where she was going. You know what? She maybe she was just trying to do this like elaborate cover up, and it just got so elaborate that she got confused. And she's like, "I need to have like some type of someone else needs to be involved in this. I need like some type of other story, right. some other wacky tangent for this total wacky plan I have." Yeah, you know? I was trying to figure out if maybe she was going to set the woman on the street and then be a have, witness or something, or and then tell the other guy that he had to play a part. Yeah, like you're gonna attack me, so she'd be a witness or something, or yeah, so so she would call nine one one and say I saw some lady getting attacked. Right. I mean, I think about this poor guy that got shot. Uh, what was his name? Gumpenberger. Gumpenberger. Yeah. I mean, think about Gumpenberger. This guy's like you know mentally challenged. He probably thinks like who knows who knows what 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 uh, what, what Pam told him. She's probably like you're gonna be a TV star. You're gonna we're doing like this reality show. You know how they reenact things on Dateline. You're gonna do this. You just need to come in and attack me. And this lady's gonna call nine one one. And then he, then he gets a he just gets a oh man. He gets and then he down. gets killed in the house. Yeah. And then he can't refute. What she told him. Yeah, because... And yeah. then the woman would say she just happened to be there, but it still seems like she would say, hey, I yeah. was with a Dateline reporter. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just the same lady picked me... The same lady that just shot that guy picked me up and said she's with Dateline and is doing... Right. <laughs> it's just the, the level... You know, I, so, I, so, I, I, I encourage... Anyone who's coming up with a lie, yeah, just keep it simple. Yeah, keep like, it don't, real simple. You, you don't need Dateline involved. Yeah, this is but way complex. She now, she now, took it to a, a nth degree with that. It didn't need to go there. What, now, so this is all known now. So Pam mm-hmm. is now guilty of kind of, of masterminding of, this, this of framing and murdering Gumpenberger. Okay, um, but the other thing that seems really really suspicious is. Now, if you look back on it, mm-hmm. she could be a woman scorned and could have maybe with Betsy, somehow they got in a fight. She could kill Betsy. And her will had just been changed several days before. That's suspect. It's very suspect. Very suspect. It, it seems to shine a light back on this whole thing, which is what Russell, Russ or Russell, yeah, yeah. His, his attorneys are saying that the police completely dropped the ball. A sixth grader could have done a better job investigating yeah. this than... He spent two years in jail. And he's now been... he's like, look, dude, look, I told you, this this wacko lady, Pam, the bad planner, right? you know, she did this, and now look what she planned poorly. And, and, and you know, now she's... So Pam is is uh, is definitely guilty of shooting Gumpenberger. They have to investigate her for killing her friend Betsy now, right? Yeah. This... Listen, also, listen, if anyone in Missouri is listening, this is investigator Mike. You yes. need to reopen this case. You, you've got this. And and your services are available for hire. Yeah. You just just find them at 100 Nails Productions. Yeah, I work, I work cheap, man. It's, oh. So they found on Gumpenberger's body a, a Ziploc bag with $900 and um, instructions on how to get Russ's money back. So uh, it seems uh, he apparently I thought this was a lot of money, but it was it was like ten thousand dollars. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> yeah, wait a second, dude. Yeah. You're telling me that the fortune that all these guys are fighting over is ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars? You got to be kidding me! It was a reference. It was a life insurance payout. Ten thousand dollars? The guy spent. Yeah. Listen, man. I mean, I'm not saying ten thousand dollars isn't a lot of money. I mean, it is, but not not to do something like that. I have this diagram 
I mean, this looks like something out of. Uh, it, it, you would think it was to to get like diamonds and yeah, a this, billion this, dollar fortune or. The, the diagram I have written right now on this piece of paper looks like the caper of a lifetime. I mean, it is. It, there's lines everywhere. There's circles. If you're gonna, if I have to write this much, it better be at least for a million dollars. At least a million. At least a million. Ten thousand dollars. Jesus. So when she's captured, she goes to jail, and she immediately somehow got a hold of a ballpoint pen. Yeah. And tried to slit her wrist with oh, the see, ballpoint not a pen. Sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so they feel. Um, that's not good. If, if if someone's charging you a murder, trying to kill yourself does not look good. Yeah. And and literally, they have no idea. They're still trying to sort together the Dateline thing. But while they were trying to sort that out, um, they've traced her phone. Yeah. And guess where she went slightly before this whole thing occurred? Since you're such a great detective. Oof, where'd she go? Where did she Florence go? occurred. Um, she drove by Russ's house. She did not drive by <gasps> Russ's house. Oh, she, oh, you're uh, still you're still on on a path. She uh, uh, drove by Gumpenberger's house. Exactly. Ah, yes. So she drove by Gumpenberger's apart, apartment complex, yeah. and they followed that by the location information in her cell phone. Yeah. So they are pretty sure they put this all together now. Isn't that, like, the number one thing? Like, if you're going to commit any crime, and I'm not talking, like, a murder or some kind of wacky plan like this, but pretty much any crime, like, you shouldn't have a cell phone. Like, if you're going to be a criminal, you can't have a cell phone. You can't have any technology. You have to basically, like, live out in the woods. Yeah. And then just kind of appear, do your crimes, and then, like, disappear back into the woods. Yeah. I mean, this was one that is just befuddling on how complex, unneededly... And you have to remember, she's already gotten away with the crime. Yeah. There's no no reason to bring a spotlight back on her. That's what I mean. So why would she do this now unless she had some sort of information or Russ, after two years in jail, was like, you guys need to check out that woman. She was the one who did it. Well, you know, I've read a lot of true crime books in in my day, uh, Doug, and I think... What happens with people that, like, commit mass murder or multiple murders is that they, they get away with one and they start thinking, like, the, that they're above the law, that they're smarter, you know, that, that they're smarter than the law, that the law can't catch them, that they're, they're with it, you know, they're, they're beyond law's reach. Right. And they, and they believe it. Like, they start believing, like, oh, I did it once, I can do it again. It was easy. Like, maybe she just got so lucky killing Betsy and it was so easy. She had, like, no plan. And it just happened, and she never got caught. So now she's like, "Well, I did it without any plan. Now I'm going to make a plan." Right, and you I'll know? be the I'll be the smarter one now. Yeah, and she, she put too much effort into it. Where really it was just dumb luck that she got away with Betsy's murder. Then she's like, "I can do this. This is easy." But this yep. time I'll have a plan. I'll even get away even better. She's right. Like, she's like trying to outdo herself. Right, and <sighs> and to mention as well, she was with a woman who was terminally ill. So Betsy, she had cancer and was not expected to survive. So why would she need, why would someone try and kill someone who was terminally ill unless they were going to probably change their will back to the way it was before and leave the money to Russ or the kids, her kids yeah, or the kids. Right. Yeah. Oh man. This is like, we'll never, I mean, I I don't know if we'll ever know the the motives, but I mean, hopefully, you know, hopefully uh, Pam, Gets brought to justice, right? I mean, well, I have, I have I have confidence that the people of the heavy are going to 
kind of keep updating the story. Yeah, this is a good one. This is a, it, It's just something that has so many twists and turns. Plus, Betsy's, ironically, Betsy's whole story was covered on Dateline. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> so I can see Dateline loving this because they're going to go back. Oh, and obviously yeah. They're, they're going to deal. Now, 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 so Betsy's. Betsy's uh, It'll be a two-part one. Original murder, Betsy's was uh, was covered on Dateline, mm-hmm. and they were probably throwing shade at Russ, and mm-hmm. Russ is in jail. And maybe that's why uh, Maybe that's why Pam, like Pam saw that episode of Dateline and was like, I need to get Dateline involved on here because it will validate the story. You know, maybe oh, absolutely. Does, you know? Or maybe, like, you know, the, the other thing, too, is like a lot of these people that, that, that do things like this, they're, they're, uh, they're so wacky that maybe she just was jealous. Like She's like, wait, I killed Betsy, and I'm not on Dateline. Like, I want to be on TV. Right. Like, like I, want, I want my own Dateline special for, you know, like Russ is getting all the credit for the murder I committed. Perhaps I mean, she I, could be that she could be that wacky. I people mean, people do weirder things, but it just seems so asinine that she went this direction. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's complex. It's confusing. Ten thousand dollars, man. I mean, well, the, I I did see at the bottom that the whole insurance payout was one hundred and fifty thousand. Okay, but well, I, don't know. I, I, I mean, I you know, I, I, I yeah, I, obviously. But apparently, just, Russ was only trying to get ten thousand, which seems like pretty reasonable. Like just yeah. give Russ the ten k. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, he 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 was uh, important to Betsy at one point, right? Oh, man, right. This, this is crazy. Whew. So, so now we'll step into something a little, with a little bit more clear, um, clear cause. Yeah. Which is this this fourteen year old named Hunter Riley Reeser. Mm. What did Hunter do? Well, Hunter. Um, you know, you have. Uh, I, I'm assuming he lives with his grandmother. Um, that's it, always, yeah. That, that's that. That always sounds like the the. Uh, that's like the introduction to something going 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 bad. You think so? Yeah. You think this is going to go bad? I don't know. You don't think that this is? I'm I'm going to tell you a story about how he took his grandmother to a water park and they had a great day. I don't know, Doug. D- judging from the stories you pick. <laughs> yeah. So and and to be fair, there are so many stories that have happened this week. I'm I'm kind of cherry picking. Yeah, the, there was just a plethora of events that happened this week that were just shocking. Mm. Um, but this one, um, especially after that convoluted of a plot, yeah, this one you're gonna gonna really really um, be kind of shaking your head at. So uh, Hunter uh, had to go to school at around seven thirty in the morning. His grandmother feared that he was going to be late, mm-hmm. but also she was going to meet him there for a parent conference. Sure. And he, I guess, didn't want to go to the conference. Mm-hmm. And so the likely thing that you would do immediately is maybe take a rifle, go out on your porch, and when Grandma pulls up, shoot her. Oh, my God. Are you serious? He shot her from 10 yards away. Where is this at? This was in Pennsylvania. It's called Harbor Creek. Yeah, so he shot her through the windshield of her car as she pulled up to pick him up. Uh, he had a twenty-two, um, and they basically he the whole reason that he did this is because he didn't want to go to that conference. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, he he's called, fourteen years old. Okay, so he's fourteen. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, is he? Is he? I mean, that's that seems a little extreme, Doug. It does it? seem extreme, <laughs> but they won't say exactly what the conference was about. So yeah. it's quite possible that the conference was about. Obviously, uh, he has some behavioral issues at school. Maybe he's a you know violent kid at school. Maybe he's you know I oh, man. I mean that. The, 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 this story like always freaks me out when a kid that young, you know, is that dark and 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 can be that evil. Like it's just, you know, I think about like teachers and stuff, people that try to discipline kids like that. And I mean, right. this guy was sh- like, this guy shot his grandma that he lived with that provided for him, right? I mean, like think about what this guy would do just to, to a teacher or a fellow classmate, right? But if you or I didn't want to go at at fourteen, didn't want to go to school. We would probably not wait at home for our grandmother or our mom yeah. to pick us up. We'd probably just go h- play hooky and go to a friend's house or say, I was at school, you didn't see me, or something. Yeah, it's, I mean, this guy, you know, I don't know, maybe it's it's part of our, like, pop culture that, that that option doesn't exist, like running away, like running away from home. Like, you don't like school, you don't like your living situation. Back in the day, you would run away. You ran away. Yeah, you, like, you would go live with your friends or you would run away to another town. Right. Even at 14, like that was a that was a thing you could do. Right. And and if you did it significantly enough and were brought back by the police or something of that nature, the guidance counselor usually pulled you in yeah. and said what's going on at home, like what's the environment. But is there any like uh, previous kind of incident like is there any kind of signs that this kid was like this or is this another one of those like oh he was a nice kid and they, Again, this happened yesterday morning. Yeah. So there's not a lot of information on this yet. Mm. Um, he did call his grandfather. Um, he called his grandfather and said that uh, there was an, that he had heard something outside and his grandmother was um, wounded in some way. Yeah. I'm guessing he probably didn't think he was going to hit his grandmother. Yeah. Hopefully. Maybe he was just trying to shoot at the car, scare her away, call the I'm grandfather. I'm not going. Like, yeah. yeah, you, you want to like, shoot out the window or something. Something. Still, that. That, is, that is pretty insane. Yes. You know, uh, so, someone needs to, you know, like I said, I don't know. The whole thing with, with, the, with, the, with the rifle thing, it's like, you know, you got to keep your guns locked up. There's got to be proper training. Like, <laughs> right. You know, like, like a gun isn't something you kind of play with to scare somebody. I mean, it can, it can, you know, it can kill people. Right. Well, this goes back to what we talked about last week with the San Jose shooter. Like, what... What is he trying to do? And is he just, it could be a bunch of kids just trying to shoot out tires on cars. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, a bullet travels how far? Like, what happens? Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, we're, we're just trying to have fun or something twisted of that nature. Ugh. So, the other thing that he probably didn't realize is in Pennsylvania, they have a, a very distinct law that says no matter if, if any crime results in a death, with a juvenile, yeah, uh, they are always charged as an adult. Yeah, there is no way to change that. Do you think? Do you think? Uh, do you think kids are aware of that now? You know what I mean? Like, 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 like. Uh, I think when I was growing up, there was like, oh man, like I'm still a minor. I can still kind of you know goof It'll, off a little bit as right. long as it's not too serious. And what's they, don't they seal my record when I'm right. like seventeen or something like that? There was a little bit of awareness of that, but I don't think this kid was like. I'm going to go shoot at my grandma and if I kill her, I'm only 14, like, right. whatever. It's like, dude, that's a – I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, uh, number one, you know, I, I obviously when I hear someone shooting their grandma, I think of my grandmother, who who I uh, was very fond of, I love very much. 
both of my grandmas, you know? Right. I mean, I know all grandmas aren't like my grandma. Maybe this grandma was horrible, but she sounded like she was trying to do the right thing, get get him to school, get him to the counseling meeting. Like, you know, like for most grandmas that are horrible and don't care wouldn't even put that kind of effort into to being around for a kid like that. She literally went to work that morning at 5 a.m., worked until like 7 Mm. Then came back to get him. So this was not, she was not some sort of grandmother, at least it appears, that had any ill will or she was going to a, a conference for his well-being yeah. more than likely. Yeah. So I, I tend to agree with your... Is she like one of these like 35-year-old grandmas? Is that or, you She know, was like, 60, so... Yeah, that's pretty young, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but much like you, yeah. my my grandmother, my biggest complaint was that she tried to... Uh, fatten me up. That was your biggest I, complaint. Yeah, I was a I was a beanpole, and she would always bring tons and tons of food. Yeah, and constantly ply me with food to try and get me a little bulkier. I just I remember you know the thing that but it was that, that, that's your biggest complaint. I mean, my biggest complaint was that like she had a my grandma had, like a mustache kind of thing. like <laughs> and, like she kissed me like her lips would be all dry and she kind of smelt funny like it was like I loved her and I miss I wish I could kiss her right now but I mean she she kind of smelt and like. <laughs> She definitely had like like really kind of dry lips and like and like a mustache and, I, yeah. and it was just kind of like Jesus man like bad breath no you know my no my grandmothers were both I had two growing up how old they, were they though my grandmas were like in the eighties dude they were yeah. old like I think well, at at some point grandmas like past eighty five like their breath just always smells like it's just always decaying or something like something's yeah. going on there like it's just. <laughs> It's just the way it is. Like, yeah. It doesn't matter how many times they, they brush They've decided teeth. it doesn't really matter if they need to brush or floss. Well, no, I mean, she wasn't like a dirty lady. I'm sure she brushed her, te- brushed her teeth every day, but... She just stopped waxing her upper lip. <laughs> something like that. Like, biologically, <laughs> I think something happens to the, the human mouth, like, past, you know, 80-something. Like, right. It just, you know, it's just kind of, you know, has a, has a distinct odor. You know, right. I'm, not even, I'm not even saying it smells bad. You know, it's just... It's just I, can, I can remember it. It's like a sweet... Fleshy smell. Oh my god! <laughs> I just, and I remember, I love, the, I I remember the feeling of her, her of her. Mustache. I love that we, this is this is totally degraded into this trauma just, of your I, your grandmother's mustache you, and you, and the scratchiness of her her woman beard. You want to hear one of the the, the worst worst things I've ever? Oh, done I in definitely my life? do. I mean, this is and it has to do with my grandma. This is probably. I don't even know if I can. I, I I've definitely come to grips with it, and 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 I and I framed it in a point where I can kind of like live with myself, obviously. But when I was maybe a freshman, mm-hmm. how old are you when you were a freshman? Like fourteen, right? Thirteen, yeah, probably, fourteen years old. Yeah, they as old as probably, Hunter. Yeah, probably about that, right? So I was probably thirteen years old, and my grandma came to visit, and she stayed in the room across from me that had its own bathroom, and she was old, dude. She was like. 87 she was old like upper 80s and real frail you know love her so much but you know like she was old it's probably weighed 100 pounds real frail and uh and she was she was visiting and i remember in the middle of the night one night i heard a big like a big thud right and i was like oh my god and it woke me up it was so loud and then i heard a like oh <laughs> i and paralyzed on where this is going. And it was like, it was like, uh, and then it just kind of died off. Right. And I was like laying there and I was listening. And, and it, dude, I was listening and it was so quiet. It was so quiet. And I was like, I was 13 years old. It's in the middle of the night. And I'm like, oh my God, my grandma just died. Oh. And I was like, and I was afraid to get up and go find her body. And I right. didn't want to like, 
I didn't want to wake everyone up. Like, it was just kind of like I was like, and I, and I remember sitting there going like, you know, if she just died, my parents will find her in the morning and they'll kind of deal with it. Like, I, yeah, I, I you, were too, you were too scared. I might have been too tired too. But right. I think, I, think <laughs> I like to think that it, that it wasn't because I was lazy. It was just because I was just. It sounds a bit like you were lazy. I was scared. I was scared and lazy. I was scared to go see my grandma die. And I was right. just like, you know what? I'm, I'm going back to bed. Right. So I went back to bed and I wake up in the morning and my parents are gone and my grandma's gone. And okay. I'm like, oh, she must, you know, they must have taken her, like, I don't know, called the ambulance while I was right. sleeping. And she's gone. She's gone. Peace, Gramps. So my parents come back and they're like, they're like, oh my God, you know, we just got back from the hospital. Like, Grandma fell and like broke both her hips and her legs, like 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 oh. broke a bunch of bones. Oh, oh no! <laughs> and like, you know, and I can't imagine the pain she was in. She must have fainted and like just you know like right. she must have laid there all night long, just like coming in and out of consciousness. Just but didn't your parent? Pain. Your parents were home. They didn't didn't they hear it? No, no. We lived in a huge house. Okay. So, so like there was like a kids' wing and like a parents' wing. How come I haven't been invited to the this baller house? This was way back in the oh, day. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and I was like, oh my god. And I and I felt so guilty. I, I I told my mom. I said, mom, I go. I heard her fall last night. And she's like, why don't you go and see if she needed help? And and I and I told her. I said, I, th- I thought she was dead. You know? <laughs> I I thought it was over. I thought she was dead. And I didn't want to find the dead body. And you know, and and my mom was like, oh man, you know, like they, they were a little disappointed in me, but they 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 were they, at least they acted like they understood me. Right. But the worst was when my grandma came back from the hospital. She was all like, you know, all like casted up and stuff. And I, and I, I never told her. Oh no! And that could I just? I don't, I, I don't yeah. Th- yeah, I don't think you can face that. I couldn't. Man. That would be tough. That would be like I knew you were hurting, and I went back to sleep. Yeah, and she like lived for she lived for like several more years, you know. And every time I see her, I just, I just be like, oh, damn. oh. Like, she's rolling around the house in a wheelchair. On a scale of one <laughs> to ten, how bad is that? I think that's not that bad. It's understandable, I, right? I, I I think I'm gonna go with understandable, but yeah. yeah, that's tough. It's like it's like a it's like a seven, right? Yeah, it's, it's a seven. Like average it's, like it's it's definitely not not wanting to go to school. Yeah, and then killing grandma. <laughs> but like for years, I mean, for years, I was like, what does that say about me? You know what I mean? Like like I don't know. I think this is something bigger for like therapy. <laughs> <laughs> what does that say about me? <laughs> that's horrible. All right, well. On, on that on that wonderful note, <laughs> oh god, it's horrible. Yeah, I, I, we'll give you a pass on that one. I've given you, myself a pass. Man. Yeah, you gotta, I think you gotta so. Forgive yourself. I think you can give. At, at this point, you can forgive yourself. She's yeah. gone. You remember her fondly. Yeah. Her bad breath and her little beard. Yeah, you know what? Mustache, no beard. No, no, no beard, just a mustache. Yeah. So I I think this is where you decide to commemorate your love for your grandmother with a big back tattoo. <laughs> With grandma, I know. I mean, think about like uh, falling into a bathtub, and, and then you just put like a little thing help, over the top, and like a little cart. Yeah, Ugh. and that way, when your son asks about it, you should say, <laughs> <laughs> "Always help your grandparents." Yeah, exactly. There's a lesson to be learned there. When when your when your grandma's calling for help, and they'll like get up and see what's going on. So so on that note, we're gonna jump to another wonderful person that that had an incident last week. Yeah. And his name is Zachary Penton. Zachary Penton. I don't know if you've heard about him, but again, I'm kind of shocked that none of these have really hit the mainstream media. Yeah, this kind of like this kind of like underground stories that haven't broken through. There's yeah, a lot going I, on in the world though, you know. Yeah, there's a lot going on, but yeah. this seems all of these seem like they would 
make the mainstream media. Yeah. Or at least in some way that we would have heard it at some point. Um, this is a 21-year-old uh, kid from Arizona. Um, and, and he tweeted if apparently he was having a problem with his roommates. And his roommate, he said, if my, uh, I need to move out of my place before I viciously murder my roommate. He tweeted this out. He tweeted that out. Okay. And I think if you live with roommates, everyone's felt that way. Right. You just don't tweet that out. Right. Uh, and if you're thinking it, and you may think you might act on it. Yeah, you need to go for a walk. <laughs> you or, need to go. Or move out. Get some other roommates. I mean, yeah. Th- things are that bad where you, where, where you, that's the thing about roommates is you can get new ones or you can go find another place to live. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. Like, no matter where you're at in your life, if you're in a bad situation, you as an individual actually have the power to change your situation. I mean, you could do it. You just have to, you know, maybe save up some some uh, deposit money. Like, right. you know, you don't need to, you know, act out your your uh, deepest, darkest thoughts. You don't need to do that. Or maybe tweet, does any of my friends have a place where I could stay because my roommate is yeah. not tolerable? Exactly. Like, I kind of sleep on your couch for a week or, you know, like, I mean, even if things get really bad, man, if you have a car, like, go sleep in your car for a couple of days. Get away from everything. Go camping. Get a tent, sleep yeah. on the ground. There's a million things you can do to escape. There's a lot of things. Yeah. But think of your most intolerable roommate. And I've only had a handful yeah. of roommates, and they were all pretty great people. So I, I didn't. Really... I, I, I was the. I was the, the. You were the intolerable yeah, exactly. roommate. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. You were the one. You were the one putting your head through the door. Yeah, I was definitely the problem in the, in the roommates. Daddy's home. Yeah, hands down. Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt. All my my go to bed. Cool. I was definitely the guy that was like. I'm not going to sleep. I don't care. So, so he apparently said that his roommate uh, had been acting irrational and threatened to kill him if he didn't move out. Mm. So he obviously had felt a lot of animosity before this. Yeah. Um, and that's this guy, Dan, Daniel Garofalo. Mm. Uh, probably no relation to Janine, yep. but um, he was... Zachary said that he had been acting irrational, spoke about uh, black holes and alternate universes, which scared Zachary. Wait a minute, dude, because he's talking about science? Yeah, Zachary, I, apparently, what? I think... Black I think holes, physics. Yeah, unless, he's saying, unless he's saying he's going to put you in a black hole yeah. or an alternate universe. You know, he's always talking about these things like the laws of gravity and science. He had, he had a chemistry book. <laughs> he's talking about... Elements just, and stuff. It just so happens that Garofalo was in physics. Yeah, he's like, Dude, <laughs> and he probably just overheard him on the phone. He's oh. like, "Yeah, I can't figure out this whole black hole like algorithm for tomorrow's yeah. class." Meanwhile, Zach's like, "Hey, he was talking about quarks. He's talking about witchcraft." Yeah, <laughs> and and so therefore he said he was scared, and that's why he shot the homeowner. Homeowner, i.e., this he was living with this person oh. whose house it was. That's why he was told he was going to have to move. So, so Daniel is the guy who got shot. Daniel, is a, Daniel Garofalo is the one who got shot. And he's the dude who owns the home, and he mm-hmm. rents a room out to Zach. Right. And just because Daniel likes to talk about science, and there's some animosity there, and, you know, Zach's like, you're freaking me out talking about all this science. Daniel's like, listen, I think you need to move. And then, therefore, Zach shoots Daniel. Correct. This is the thing you have to realize if you're a roommate in someone's house that they own. It's like, like you're in their domain. Like right. You're in their world. Like you're renting out a room. 
Right. You know, like when you go outside that room, like whatever they do in their life is going to be out there. Right? right. Exactly. Do people not understand this, Doug? Do people it, not like get this? I, it's, Clearly not. Zach doesn't. Zach doesn't understand that. Like when Zach moves into a room, the entire house doesn't belong to him. Zach doesn't understand that everything that Daniel's into doesn't disappear. Right. Well, and the other thing is after this incident, Zach apparently pulled down the tweet uh, of the vicious murder of my roommates. So he obviously knew it's a now deleted tweet, but even on heavy, they have a screenshot of the yeah, tweet. Don't so people realize too, by now that like your tweet, like deleting something doesn't mean anything anymore. No emails. Snapchat tweets, proved that. Yeah. Like nothing, like nothing can be deleted. When you press send or post or whatever, it is out there forever. Yeah. Like, and, and there's rumors that, that Snapchat has all of your snaps all throughout history. Yeah. And eventually you'll be able to sort through your historical snaps. Yeah. And pay for the ones that you want back to put in your own historical archive. Yeah. Well, I, that's what I kind of always, I always thought Facebook would end up being like an actual book that you would get. I was that kind of dumb. Like, I'm like, oh, it'd be like a, like you could order your Facebook. Oh, you can do that already. Oh, you can yeah, do that? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, so, so you'd have like a book where you'd be like, "Oh yeah, man, like this is I, I don't know, I you know the 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 chronological social media that 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 trail that digital trail that we all are creating and will leave behind. I mean, it's I don't know, man. Like I, I have mixed feelings about it, Doug. I, not not that I'm not that I feel like I, I do anything wrong or that I'm ashamed of, but it's just I don't know. I, I still come from that those ancient times, those pre digital times where it's like you know, kind of my business is my business and. And what I do is, is what I what I do. I don't need to necessarily broadcast every single thing out there, you know. Um, maybe they'll have like a like a Snapchat channel, you know what I mean, where you just turn on TV and watch everybody's like dirty Snapchats. Right. Or I don't know. I mean, it's just it's crazy. Well, that's Instagram stories, but it's basically the same thing. And I, I think um, the other aspect of this. So imagine him. He comes home. Apparently, uh, Garofalo attacked him. Mm. And they wrestled around. He pushed off Garofalo, ran into his room, yeah. and Garofalo tried to attack him again. Where then he grabbed, he says he grabbed his gun from underneath his pillow, yeah. where you keep your Glock, yeah. and then shot him. Hmm. 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 Uh, he was, and he was shot in the head. Hmm. So I think it, it definitely doesn't sound. Well, this is the thing, and, and whether you realize or not, if you, if, you know, Airbnb, whatever you do, if you rent a room out to somebody before you actually get someone living in your house that you don't really know, right? Uh, you need to you need to put a, a security cameras up. You got to film everything, dude. You got to have like those nanny cams. It's just the world we live in now. Like you know, like, yeah, it's, but, just, it's the way it is. But still, say this, even with cameras or or things of that ilk. What could this guy have done to prevent that? I mean, the, he's got a 21-year-old. It doesn't sound like he had any sort of indicators in his past yeah. that he would do this. You're talking about Zach. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, I, I, I guess my thing is, is so, so this kind of comes back to the whole thing of self-defense. Like, was Daniel, did Daniel knock a tooth out? Did, was Daniel coming at him with a hatchet? Was, you know, you know what I mean? Like, like. And if you had some video footage of that, you could you could see that, right? Because at this point, when Daniel's got, got a got a bullet in his head, Zach can say anything he wants. 
the guy was attacking me. It was self-defense, you know, and, and, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, at least according to the CSI episodes I've seen, they could see if there was like, you know, defense wounds or, or if he actually was attacked, but you know, it, 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 I, I just, I, I really think that, that if you're uh, going to have roommates, if you're going to have that kind of stuff, you got to have the electric eye in the sky. Yeah. And I, I'm not a big fan of surveillance by any chance, but the world's just too crazy now. I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's insane. And, you got to and- have cameras, you know, in every hallway, in every bedroom, in every shower, and you got to make your own, uh, you know, website and, and stream that stuff live. <laughs> Daniel's house. <laughs> Daniel's. Uh, I, I, Put it in the lease. You sign here, you consent to that. So I'm going to read you a couple of tweets that this guy sent out. And this goes back to the fact we talked about earlier. If you have a roommate, you should be following their tweets. Yeah. You, you need to. So Zach put on, on there... Holy shit, buying a gun is so easy. Then he wrote, I need two boxes of 9mm rounds stat. Anyone want to go shoot today? My friends would go rather go raiding on World of Warcraft than shooting with me. And then he says, anyone want to go shoot today? Um, Some pedestrian in Tempe straight straight up looked like he was going to jump me at a red light on my bike. I need a gun. (laughs) <laughs> hmm. Yeah. See, this is this is the this is the thing. Uh, number one, clearly he's a, uh, a gun enthusiast. The thing is, is that you know, I, without the proper training with firearms, right? This is one of the biggest problems, right? A guy gets a gun, and all of a sudden, instead of trying to resolve situations like normal people, he's going to pull out his gun, and that's like you know what, what people don't understand is that you know even if you use a firearm uh, for self defense. You know, you're if you shoot and kill somebody, even if you're justified, the chances are you're going to lose everything you have. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's, it's like it's not <laughs> I, I think there's there's a, I think a lot of people that 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 uh, there's a misconception that, you know, you could just shoot anyone for any reason because, quote unquote, you're defending yourself. That's not that's not the case at all. And if you do, even if you have a complete you're completely justified in shooting that person. Okay, because they were attacking you and it was 100 percent in self-defense. That doesn't mean that you're not going to lose your house, lose your property, lose lose everything. Yeah. You know, it just means that you're going to you're going to be alive, which is which is fine. Right. But but, but I, I think a lot of times when, when like this guy's saying like someone's looking at him, uh, you know, bad and all seems like I need to get a gun. Well, what you're going to shoot a guy because he's looking like he's right. going to do something like it doesn't work that way. And so he also responded to a tweet and this. A uh, person named Warm Cookie Lover, mm. real sounds aggressive. I, I can relate to him. Yeah, yeah. And, and he says, "A uh, crazy lady that got out of her car started yelling at at me and my friend, you fucking punks." And he responded, "Thank you," and started laughing. That's that's the way you handle a situation right. like that. Guess what? Zach responded, <laughs> "I would have popped her ass." <laughs> so Zach sent a picture. With him holding a uh, USMC K-Bar knife yeah. in his car yeah, and said, I keep my K-Bar close for situations like this. Yeah. So he was going to apparently stab the crazy lady? Well, this is, I mean, I, you know, this is what Zach needs to know is that, you know, when you, when a crazy lady yells at you and calls you a punk, right, mm-hmm. and, and you pull out a, a K-Bar knife, you're escalating the situation, right? Right. And, and, you know, I'm not going to say that people don't have the right to defend themselves. You know, I, I think that if people need to defend themselves, it's a, it's a ever, ever increasingly more violent world. But you have to understand that, you know, if a guy looks at you bad, 
and you pull out your gun and point it at him, he may have a gun, right? You know right. what I mean? Like, like you're escalating situations. Like, like, like as far as my uh, opinion goes, as far as the, the use of force, I mean, you know, using lethal weapons is kind of a last priority, and you need to be d- damn sure that, that your life is being threatened. You know what I mean? Like, right. you can't just be like, oh, that lady called me a bitch, so I stabbed her. Like, that right. doesn't work. You, you're... <laughs> oh, he... Oh, someone had had also tweeted some uh something alluding to a murder and zach had had tweeted before this um murder's never the answer oh so there you go so uh he's kind of all over the place mm. well how old is zach he's 21 21 yeah man you know I, I don't know you'd like to think by 21 you figured some of the basic things out in life but you know i, I don't know i mean it, it's it's a different world we live in now doug right i mean it's it's uh it's a it's different world people look at things differently yeah um and then there were all these tweets kind of after that that were just really bad about (laughs) about zach and his roommate so if you if you want some entertaining um you know what zach needed zach needed a girlfriend you know yeah i mean he he had a room of his own he just needed something to do with it other than play uh with his k-bar and his glock i mean you know what i mean like yeah, he he apparently tweeted on his social media after this. I guess he wasn't learning his me- like lesson at all, but um, he tweeted a picture of his cell, and he said, this is my room now. I have no roommate. What? Yes. His jail cell? Yeah. Wait, how did he get his phone in his I ha- have no idea. Is that for real? I assume so. <laughs> well, he's, he finally got what he wants, a place of his own. Yeah, and he'll get, he'll get a roommate. Trust me, and his roommate won't be as cool as Daniel was. That's that's a lot of the responses that people sent out. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it was it's it's pretty it was pretty intense. Um, so I think that's the lesson that we're taking away from this is is definitely be aware uh, of who is living in your home. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think that's a good idea to to follow them on social media. Right. You know, because at least you could just confirm, hey, bro, can we, have, can we have a talk? I'll make you some spaghetti. Yeah. You know. Let's, I'm let's, sorry. Let's... Things are going awry. Yeah. Please don't viciously murder me. Yeah, man. Like, you, do you really mean this, man? Because, you know, like, I, you know, I right. know I asked you to, you know, to unclog the toilet when you clog it. But right. I'm just trying to, you know, like, right. like, like, like Dana could have explained, like, you know, that's what adults do. You're 21 years old. Like, someday, Daniel, you're going to have your own house. Or, I'm sorry, Zach, you're going to have your own house. Right. And you might rent rooms out. And you're going to want them to unclog the toilet when they clog it. So, I'm just trying to teach you how to kind of like live as an adult. Like you could have kind of tried to have like a bonding conversation, right? Right. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's um, I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, so that's that's some of the stories that I had for you today. I don't know if you want to dive into this last topic, but uh, you know, Lochte. Lochte. <laughs> yes. Lochte. You know Lochte. Lochte. Ryan Lochte. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, I just love to hear your thoughts on. Okay, so number one, the guy, the guy's like thirty-two years old. This is the guy that that trashed the bathroom sign mm-hmm. and said, "Oh, I got robbed," and you know this and that. Gone held to my head. Yeah. I viciously fought off these guys and saved my other swimmers. And yeah, and then it turned out like you know he basically they 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 had to take a leak after going out and partying in Rio. The Kicked ba- a sign. Yeah, bathroom was locked. He broke a sign. Um, 
I Security mean, held him there. Yeah, I mean, the problem is, is that uh, from what I heard is that he basically called his mom or like posted to his mom's like, I got robbed. Right. And then she went crazy with it. I mean, you know, th- what happened is this guy's 32 years old. He, you know, he's probably lived a pretty sheltered Olympic life. Right. Probably can do pretty much whatever he wants to do. There's probably no repercussions. He's in it. He, he was the ugly American you know, right. going to a foreign country, you know, having to pee in a bathroom. That I guess it was locked or something. Probably ended up going in a bush and then was upset and or you know just just was drunk and kicked a sign and broke a sign and you know I guess there were some undercover prison guards or something like some whoever they were were like hey dude come back here man you know you got to pay for the sign you right know? And they, they made him sit and wait they made him sit and wait and you know I, I guess you know there's a gray area because it's not like they 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 took him to court or arrested him they said hey dude give us all your give us all your money. Yeah, you know, so is that robbery? I don't know. I think that's just like how law works in other countries. I mean, and, and well, probably in a lot of cities in America. I mean, you know, what would you rather do? Give a guy all the money in your wallet, or go to a jail in Rio for destruct, you know, destroying property? It's like I, it's just kind of the way it goes. If you have street smarts, that's a cop giving you a break, and yeah. you give him the money and you leave. Well, no, what they what they basically did is they held the guy, the store owner. They came. The guy said, "Give me this much." And it was like a hundred bucks or something like that, yeah. and and we'll call it even. Yeah, and it would have gone. And that's away. what they did, right? Yeah. And then he left. Yeah, it, it, nothing more would have come to this. Yeah, instead, it's costing him millions of dollars in endorsements. He looks like a fool. I mean, he he didn't look that great beforehand. Sure, I mean, it, and and I think we we've done this a couple of times uh, on the the last two episodes, but we you know we end on like a reality TV show note, and yeah. I don't know if you know this, but he had. A TV series. I heard about it. Yeah. What would what would Ryan Lochte do? Yeah. And I mean, and this is the thing. Like, I, from his perspective, he probably felt like he did get robbed, and from from his perspective, he probably felt scared getting a gun pointed at his head. But you know, the reality of it is, when, when you're when you're in a foreign country, and you know, you do something goofy, like there's going to be repercussions, and and that's the repercussion of the situation. Like, you didn't get shot, you didn't get thrown in jail. You should be thankful, you know. Absolutely. And, and I'm not saying that it's like. Cool that that the cops or the prison guards or whoever those people were held him. It could it didn't have to be a pl- member of the police. It could have just been a citizen saying, "Hey, dude, fix that sign. Give us your money." I mean, right. whatever you know. Um, and if and if if it cost fifty dollars to to uh, to fix the sign and those guys each pocketed a hundred bucks, okay, well, that's kind of the way it goes, dude. You're you're being a jerk in, in a different country, and you know you, you're representing the United States of America in the Olympics. You shouldn't be out partying. And, and peeing in bushes. I mean, you should be you should be focused on your game, or or at least wait till you come back to the U.S. or something. Uh, something. Yeah. I, I he, you'd think he would know significantly better than to do that. Yeah, and definitely, definitely not try and make it look like he was a hero in that situation. Yeah, and I'm not trying to say that. You know, I'm a, I've done plenty of stupid things while uh while, while kind of intoxicated. You know, and those things happen, right? But but I think that the problem with him is that he just kind of. You know, he he took an incident incidents and kind of just blew it into this this like international event, and it's just like, dude, you were wasted with your bros. You know, you broke a sign, and because you know, I heard people arguing, well, how badly was the sign broken? Like, it doesn't matter. It, yeah, it, you know, ma- it, it none of this matters. The only thing that matters is that he lied. He completely made up that incident yeah. and tried to make himself look like a hero. And then after that, if you heard him on the Today Show. He kept saying, "Well, I was drunk." Yeah, and then, and then, he embellished again, like a day later, and he was like, "Well, I was, I was really drunk." And then, it would three, get that three, three days, <laughs> three days later. But 
I mean, he embellished it continually after that. Yeah. And after he embellished the third time, three days later, you're not drunk anymore. You well, can't you can't say that you were still drunk and. I- I do have to say that you he know, might have the, talked I mean, him into the story himself into the story. I've, I've heard stories of people like being so wasted that they kind of like don't really recall and they kind of you know they, they they remembered a certain way and so mm-hmm. they just kind of believe that's what happened, right? You know, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it, it, the, the guy. It's embarrassing, you know, um, but I don't know. It's it's at the same time. This is what's interesting is is that story made so much news, right? You know what I mean, like that was just like the, that was. Everyone knows about this story. Yeah. You know, where and no one knows about these other three things that we talked about. Exactly. Not not anything about them. Not a mention. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Exciting episode. There's a lot, man. There was a lot. I I feel I feel a little like we've we've deflated some people with our 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 rainbow vomit. That's right, man. It was it was it was a good time. Make sure you uh, follow us on social media. Um, we'll follow you back. Do we do that? Follow for follow? I'm, that I'm, I'm, I'm sure we'll do something of that nature. And then also we're now, after the last episode, we're on iTunes. Yes. We're in the uh, iTunes podcast list. And please rate us because that's the only way that we'll get more exposure. We're also in the Google Play Store and we're on Stitcher. Awesome. So, I, that's amazing. Yeah. So we're all over. And then, of course, you can always listen to us on WeVomitRainbows.com. That's the official website. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Wait, wait. Vomiting no. Rainbows. Vomiting Rainbows. You know, we, need, we, need, we need to make a one sheet. So, yeah, so we, we, you did, know. we need a, a one pager. So What's the so, website? The website is uh, VomitingRainbows.com. Okay. And, and then our Instagram and Twitter are WeVomitRainbows. Cool. Thanks for listening.